Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Are we doing good this morning? It's so good to see you. Uh, Once again, thanks for joining us today. We've been praying for you. We've been hoping that you would have a life-changing experience uh, with with Jesus. We're going to close out our series we've been in called Unto Us. We've been looking back at some of the prophecies concerning Jesus' birth and, and just kind of unpacking that and, and seeing how that could speak to us even today in 2020. And uh, I think it's been really good. I hope you've enjoyed it. But we're going to close that out today with a message called Change of Plans. Anybody ever have a change of plans? Maybe that was in your, your schedule. Maybe something happened. You had a, you had a, a lunch meeting and you had to have a change of plans. You know, anybody ever have a baby and you're ready to go out and then the baby spits up all over you, right? And you got to change the shirt. Or, or it never failed when Haley and I were youth pastors. We'd always have a ministry event, going to youth camp or youth convention or something like that. The kids would get sick. Uh, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, now we had to kind of switch things up and figure things out. And uh, it, it just never failed. We, we would make plans and, and have to change those up. Uh, maybe this year, uh, going into Christmas, maybe your Christmas plans had to change because of uh, the gathering and, and maybe there's some people that were, were sick and, and all the stuff that, that's going on. Maybe maybe your Christmas plans had to change a, a little bit this year. 2020, maybe uh, this year altogether, you just had to have a change of plans. You're working from home. Your kids had to be home a little more uh, this year. And now it's, you know, really frustrating for me. <laughs> but, uh, it is what it is. But maybe this year, man, it's just been uh, just one big ball of change. Uh, for many of us. Maybe throughout your life you've had changes in your career, maybe a job, uh, maybe you've been to college and, and maybe you had a change in, in a major at times. Uh, studies say about 80% of students in the U.S. end up changing their major at least once, uh, and on average college students change their major at least three times over the course of their college Careers. And maybe if you've ever gone to college, I know we've got a few young adults in the room today. Maybe you've already changed. Maybe maybe you just started uh, school this fall and you've already changed uh, that career path already. But, but, but there's so many different reasons why we would change uh, our plans. Maybe when you were a kid, maybe you had some idea and everybody's asking, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? And many of us throw out all the, those answers. You know, we want to play ball or, or uh, you know, like all the kids want to be astronauts and policemen and firemen and all these fun things, um, but, but maybe over the years that just changed as you grew up and evolved, and maybe it's still changing for you. I, I still don't know what I want to be uh, when I grow up, but, um, but maybe maybe you've experienced some change and some things that were unexpected. Maybe this year was the year of the unexpected. Maybe there have been moments in your life where you've looked around and said, man, this wasn't the plan. Anybody with me this morning with that? I think many of us in the room would be in that place. Something happened, something changed, something shifted in your life. And it's like, man, I, I did not plan on being in this position, in this place, with these feelings. Maybe you're trying to provide a good Christmas this year and something broke down, the car broke down, or something happened and it just kind of changed. Maybe it was family drama this year and it, it just kind of threw things all out of life. Maybe you took a different job this year and you began to, to work hard and really work at it and you didn't expect for it to close down or shut down with all the, the shutdowns that happened this year and because you're the new guy in town, a new gal in town, uh, maybe you got let go before everybody else and you didn't, you didn't plan on that happening. 
Or maybe you just didn't plan on losing your job for whatever reason that was. Maybe you promised each other to be faithful as long as you both shall live. But, but things change. Things did change. Maybe there's other marriage issues and, and the way it started out isn't the way that it is right now. It wasn't planned. Maybe you raised your kids the best way you could, but they're still rebelling in a massive way. That wasn't the plan. You didn't ask for those migraines. You didn't plan on battling depression. You didn't plan on losing a scholarship or getting injured. And it just That wasn't the plan. It's not what you had planned. And maybe you find yourself today not understanding, having more questions than answers, battling with that tension of what do I do now? This wasn't what I had planned. I want to encourage you, if that's you today, or maybe you experienced that, that at some point in your life, that you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Even when it seems like things are chaotic, even when it seems like things are a mess, even when it feels like all hell is breaking loose in your life, you can trust that God still has a purpose, that he works all things together for our good. You may not understand the plan this morning. You may not understand why things happened the way that they did. But you can trust that God still has a purpose. And maybe you're looking at me kind of cross-eyed this morning and you're thinking, God, that doesn't make sense. Guess what? The kingdom of God doesn't make sense to us. And it's beyond us. It's beyond our, our thinking and our comprehension. But guess what? God is so good that you can trust him today. Whatever his purpose is for you in your life. And maybe you have not quite got that. Maybe you haven't quite understood what your purpose is. Or maybe you haven't connected with God on that level. Maybe you don't know them at all because you don't have a relationship with Jesus today. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to him to end of this service. But maybe you haven't quite tapped into what that purpose is just yet. Understand God does have a purpose. He has a plan and purpose for your life. Today, the Bible says in Proverbs 19.21 that many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. You know, we can make plans all day long, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. Right? You, you can have plans that fall flat, but God still has purposes that will prevail. But what's the plan? The plan is for us to trust God. And that's it, honestly. That, I know there's a lot of details that we can fill it, and many of us, we like details. In fact, we would want details. We would rather God just, hey, God, can you just tell me everything I'm supposed to do? But that would, that would cause us not to fully trust in him. And let's be honest. We would all just run with it and just, you know, not consider God in the process. Or we would completely run away from it because like, oh, no, God, I don't want none of that, right? But you can trust in God today, and he has a purpose for your life. You can trust that purpose. Come on, I know Christmas is over and, and maybe some of the decorations are still up. Maybe, maybe the Christmas hangover is still happening. Uh, maybe in more ways than one. I don't know, there's different people in the room. So, uh, But thank you for those couple of laughs. Uh, but but, but let's, let's look at Mary and Joseph, if we can, one more time uh, before the end of the year. Uh, look at their plans. Right? Uh, they were engaged. They had, they had plans to start this life together, and, and who knows? We don't have all those details. They, they were just planning to get married, and, and if you're in the room and you're married, and you remember that process, some of you are fairly newly married even this year, and, and, uh, and you remember that process. You remember making the plans to, to get married, but, but also to, to have a home and to build that home together, and, and you're struggling that process. All right, when are we going to have kids? And everybody's asking you, when are you going to have kids, right? 
And, and they're, they're going through this process right now. Right? What's this going to look like in our life? And maybe they begin to develop some plans of their own. Build their family. Build this life now that they're going to have and make together. But then their plans get interrupted. They have to change of plans, don't they? You know the story? Mary and Joseph are told that they're not going to have a baby. Now that baby's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. This baby will be the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. It's not, not just any baby, right? They're going to have a complete change of plans in their life. Um, Matthew 1, 20-21. This isn't our key text today, but I just want to kind of go back over the story for everybody if we could. But, um, an angel appears to Joseph. Joseph had considered divorcing Mary after she found out she was going to have this baby because he didn't want it to bring shame and guilt to the family. And that culture, that would bring shame and guilt to their family that they weren't married and going to have a child. And so he didn't want to do that. So he was thinking about divorcing her because he didn't want that to happen. But in Matthew 1, 23, 21, says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, if we stop right there, that line right there would preach all day long. That there was something conceived in her that was from the Holy Spirit. That God's plan is conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. That God's purpose was conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. That his provision was conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. I believe God is still doing that for you and I today. That his plans, his purposes, his dreams, the things that, that he would have for you can still be birthed in you and conceived in your life. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And I can imagine Joseph, because I'm a man, and I can kind of picture what Joseph might be thinking and going through. And it's like, oh, back up here. Wait, wait, God, what are you, what are you saying? God, I don't, I don't see it yet. Like, I, I, this, this is kind of a mess, right? I'm kind of like, come on, come on, I'm a... Uh, glass case of emotions right now. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of freaking out here, God. Because this wasn't the plan. God, this, this is not how I planned things to, to shape out. We, we were going to get married. We were going to do this kind of a different way. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't get this, God. Like, am I hearing you right? You ever been that way before with God? And say, hey, God, did I hear you right? What you want to do? And I can imagine that was Joseph. Did I hear you? And many of us do this, right? Is that really God? Is that really you? We find ourselves confused at times. Joseph is finding himself in such a, a weird place. God, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, this is kind of a mess right now. God, this is some, some, some stuff. Like, I don't know how to navigate that. You, you've got a purpose even in all of this. Maybe for you today, maybe it's hard for you to see. God, you've got a purpose even in my pain. God, God you've got a plan even in, in my pain. I mean, did I hear you right? I know that times it maybe doesn't feel good, but we got to understand that God's ways are higher, that his thoughts are all greater, that his purposes are different than your plans. Sometimes God's invitations, they feel like interruptions, but they're actually interventions. They're actually God intervening in your life, getting your attention, getting you to trust Him more. 
But it, to us, it feels like an interruption because it wasn't the what? The plan. God often interrupts our plans with his purposes. When we face that struggle, that tension, what do we do? Winemakers, they say that the best wine comes from grapes that struggle and then experience stress. They, they, they say that the, the vines and the, the grapes that get easy access to water, they're actually not the best grapes. They're actually a lesser quality. So what they do is they, they stress the vine, they stress the grapes to struggle to get water, and those are actually the best grapes to make for wine. It's in that struggle. It's in that stress. And it's that same thing for us today. If God just made everything easy, we would never grow. We would never stretch. There would never be any more reason to trust after him. Right? There's a stress at times in our life that causes us. And again, that, that we see that as a stress. We see that as a struggle. We see that as go away. Right? 2020 just sucks. I want it to go away. But we're going to carry the same stuff with us into 2021 if we don't make some changes in our life. And the best change that you can make in your life is to trust God more. But we, we, oftentimes we just want it to go away. Just go away. I don't want the pain. I don't want the issues. I don't want the... But what if we begin to look at those things a little bit different? What if we begin to look, what can I learn from this? How can I grow in this? God, what's your purpose? In it? Even though it hurts, even though it doesn't feel good, even though I don't like it at all, God, make it go away. What if we started looking at it a little bit different? We would see that, you know what, I'm, I'm stressed, but, but, but I've got peace in my life. We would look at it as, hey, I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but guess what? I'm not destroyed. It's the end of 2020. Guess what? Y'all still standing. You're still here today. That's by the goodness and the grace of God. Y'all might have been difficult. Difficult. But can you trust the purposes of God today? Look back. Here's a way to look. Instead of us looking back and looking at all the bad stuff, why don't you look at what God did? Because he did do some things in our life. There's still blessing in that. Like, look back and look at it differently. What God has done. What has he shown you? What has he helped you? What has he taught you this year? God interrupts our plans with his purpose. Mary gives birth. Seven nice home birth. Or what many of us have experienced in a nice hospital birth. Uh, she finds herself riding on a donkey, making a, a long travel, long trek, only to get to the town they were headed to, and there'd be no room in it. And Joseph, maybe, I don't know, maybe he didn't book a reservation. Maybe he's in trouble. He didn't book a reservation, but, but whatever it was, that there was no room for them, and so they not have to give birth in a cave. Someone else's animals around not part of the plan. If you'll turn to Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, this is the key text I wanted to look at today. Because the announcement of the birth was unplanned. His arrival was unplanned. Everything about this was, was different. It was, it was not part of their plan. It was part of God's plan, but it was not part of their plan. And then even after the birth, we see them continue to trust God. Matthew 2, 13 through 14 says, this is right after the birth. 
Because when they had gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I called my son. Let's pray. Father, I love you. God, I thank you for your word. I pray that it, uh, it, it reveals something to us today. God, you would speak to us through your word by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, so that we can trust in you more. God, so that we can grow even in struggle, even in pain, even in things that didn't go our way. Show us something. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Out of Egypt, I called my son. This prophecy was given by the prophet Hosea in Hosea 11.1. 1. A lot of these Old Testament uh, prophecies concerning Jesus' birth happened in a time of Israel's rebellion, happened in a very dark time, whether it's Hosea or Micah or Isaiah, all of it came as a revelation to the people to say, hey, listen, if you'll turn your eyes to me, if you'll turn your ways toward me, if you'll stop running away from me and turn to me, I've got a plan, I've got a purpose, will you trust in me today? And God is still saying that to us today. If you'll trust in God, if you'll stop looking to the left and to the right, if you'll stop looking to everything else and simply turn our eyes upon Him. A lot of times in our pain, a lot of times in our struggle, a lot of times when stuff happens and it's not planned, we, we either freak out or we turn to all this other stuff. Oftentimes we turn away from God, but those are the moments in our life where we should turn more to God and trust Him more. But all of these prophecies are concerning Jesus. God's saying, man, just turn to me. Trust me. I've got a plan. Come on. I, I, I'm going to make a way. We sing that song this morning. He's the way maker. And he doesn't just make a way. He gives us the way. He gives us Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. But Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, where that that verse, out of Egypt I called my son, where it comes from. It says this one, Israel was a child, I loved them, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bales and they burned incense to images. This is interesting. Hosea is contrasting God's disobedient children of Israel with his obedient son, Jesus. He says, I love Israel, but they continue to rebel after me, so I'm going to call my son out of Egypt. I think it's interesting that God rescued Israel from Egypt, and they continually rebel. He rescues Jesus, Mary goes with him, Jesus, he rescues them out of Egypt, and they would go on to carry out his purposes. There's a direct contrast between the disobedient and the obedient. Even Jesus' parents were obedient, to say yes to God, to give birth to Jesus when God said to. See, obedience requires our cooperation. God can say it all day long, but it's up to us to choose to trust Him. It's up to us to say, hey, yes, God. Yeah, yeah, where you go, I'll, you know, where you send, I'll, I will go. God, what you say, I will do, Lord, yes, I don't see it, I don't understand. God, did I hear you right? God, this is not what I had planned, but yes, yes, God. It requires our cooperation. There's going to be times in your life when God's going to tell you, hey, stop. Stop what you're doing. Or, hey, stop. I've got something different for you. There's going to be some times when he says, hey, I need you to start. 
I need you to start doing this. Or, or maybe it's something new for your life. Or, or maybe it's uh, to start doing something different. There's going to be some times when God tells you to stay. Maybe it's in a, in a job or, or, or in something. He's going to say, listen, I, I need you to stay in this. I know you don't like it. I know you're miserable. I know your boss sucks. But I need you to stay. Right? And then there's going to be some times when God tells you to go. He's going to tell you, maybe it's a new season. He's going to tell you to go and step into it. It's a new job or whatever. He might ask you to go. Whatever it is, we've got to learn to trust God. It may not be in our plans. It may not be what we think we should do. But we've got to learn to trust God no matter what. And we love, I quote this earlier, we love to say that God works all things together for our good. We love that, right? You will shout that. You'll say amen to that. Because it feels good. It's awesome. But we oftentimes forget the rest of that verse. It says that God works all things together for the good of those who do what? And love God and are called according to his purposes. If we love God, we'll obey him. When he says to go, or stay, or start, or stop. I love Mary and Joseph's response to God. Even though Joseph was confused, even though there was a tension and turmoil inside of him, what, what should I do in this moment? He still went through. He still did it. God said go, and, and he did it. I love, Mary's response is, is just amazing. When uh, the angel comes to her and announces that she's going to carry this child, Joseph had the easy part. Right? Mary had to carry this child and give birth. And, and, and at first when the angel shows up, it says she was troubled. The angel showed up. angel tells her what the plan is. Listen, you're going to carry a child, and, and, and you're going to give birth, and it's your name is named Jesus, and he's going to be the Savior of the world. She's like, how can this be, right? I'm a virgin. But then her response at the end of that, if you remember, says what? I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. I love that. May that be our response when God calls us to start something or stop something or go or stay. May that be our response. May we be merry in those moments and say, I'm your servant, Lord. May it be as you have said it. Being able to hear God's voice. Being able to hear his voice. Being able to discern God's voice is a key to obedience. Being able to know his voice about all the other voices and all the other influences and all the other things in, in life that are bombarding you, the enemy coming at you, your own voice and your own feelings. Being able to, to discern God's voice in the midst of all that is key. It's huge. Sometimes when God asks you to change some plans for his purposes. So not only do they give birth, and that wasn't part of the plan, but it was part of God's plan, but, but now they're on the run. They gotta go to Egypt. That wasn't what they had planned. They had planned to, to now take this child and raise him and, and see what God would do with his life. Now they find themselves. Now they find themselves packing up. Nobody likes packing up and moving, right? But now they find themselves packing up and leaving. For how long? They don't know. They just say, God, we trust you. You haven't failed us before. You haven't failed us yet. And then sometimes we have to have that mindset when we face struggles and trials and, and stuff in life. We've got to say, hey, guess what, God? I don't know. I don't understand. This is not what the plan was. But God, I trust you. You haven't failed me. Yeah, because God doesn't fail. Amen? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? As this child grows up, 
And they watch him grow up and see the moment where he's teaching in the temple and he grows up and he does all the things that he does. Not much of his childhood is, is written down for us in the Bible. But he becomes a man and he begins to grow and he begins ministry. Can, can you imagine Mary in that moment when he changed that water to wine when she was thinking? Do you think it started to click really for her? But you begin to see Jesus now uh, living and, and teaching and all the people are now following him. Can you imagine what was going through? Can, can, can you just have the, the mind of a mom today? Put yourself in Mary's shoes. Seeing Jesus grow up and doing all the things that he did, performing the miracles, seeing blind eyes open. And, and, and maybe she wasn't there for all of it, but maybe she heard what you know, Jesus did to the, to the lepers and, and, and to, to you know, those that were, were hurting and lame. And, 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 and even the stories of, of, of those that he raised from the dead. Can you imagine? She's like, oh my gosh, I never, I never would have imagined this. This wasn't the plan. I just, God said go, and I did it. God said you're going to give birth to the son, and, and I did it. And I knew he was going to save, save the world, but I, I, I didn't imagine this. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Can, can you imagine the night Jesus was arrested? A call that no mom wants to get, right? Can you imagine the night that Jesus is arrested for no reason? I, and I know your baby's always good, right? And your son would never do something, right? We all feel that way, right? I wasn't my kid, no. Can you imagine getting that call? Jesus is arrested. Goes through this fake phony trial in the night. Can you imagine, can you imagine a mom experiencing her son being beaten, bruised, mocked, spit upon, hated, who had done nothing. He's innocent. It's not part of the plan, God. Not when I was that young girl, that young teenage girl. Wasn't part of the plan. Can you imagine this mom seeing her son nailed to a cross? Can you imagine her seeing his face every time they would hit those nails? They lifted that cross up. Can you imagine this mom and what she was experiencing and what she was going through? She saw her son suffer. And they continue to mock him. Every time he had to lift himself up to breathe and, and wince through the pain, the drop of blood. Can you imagine what Mary is thinking this whole time? God, this was not the plan. Can you imagine when Jesus utters some of his last words, Father, forgive them, and they know not what they do? Imagine what she's feeling when he says it is finished. He gives up that last breath. Come on, moms in the room. Can you imagine seeing that take place right in front of you? God, this wasn't, wasn't the plan. See her son suffering. God, is this it? Is this really, can you imagine what everyone is thinking? This was the promised Messiah. This was the Savior of the world. He's not the cute little baby boy in swaddling clothes anymore. He's, he's, he's this incredible teacher that we've all come to love and experience. We believe he is 
the Messiah, but that this can't be it. This can't be the plan. He's dead. How can he be dead? How can he be gone? God, this, what is this? Did I, did I hear you right? Do I see this right? Why did this happen? How is this supposed to happen? This is the story of Christmas. No one sees or thinks of or, or could have planned it. The God would become a man. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He would be wrapped in swaddling clothes, the same type of clothes that would be used to prep someone for burial, to foreshadow the Savior being born, but born to die. Can you imagine all that this mother and all of those disciples and his followers were feeling in this moment? God, this can't be it. Our Savior, our Rabbi, our Teacher, He's gone. What do we do? What do we do now? And if that were the end of the story, that would be very disappointing. Right? That would be very disappointing. I can understand their anguish. I can understand what they're feeling. But God had a plan. But God had a purpose. It wasn't just for him to die. It was to rise again. Now can you imagine those same people hearing of the stone rolled away. Can you now imagine what they're feeling and experiencing? Can you imagine Mary now what Jesus isn't in there anymore? We saw him die. He's gone. Say what? God, did I hear you right? He rose again. See, you may not understand the plan. You may not understand the steps in between. But when you see the purposes of God come to, to fruition, Jesus didn't just be born to die. He was born to die and rise again. Come on, he is the risen Savior. He is our risen King. God's purposes are greater than what we can see or think or imagine. So for you today, maybe you're going through some stuff in this life and you say, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm going through what it is. Can you just trust God today? I know that sounds like a real churchy answer for your situation. And maybe that doesn't give you an immediate comfort or relief. But as you begin to take those steps, of, of faith and take those steps of obedience and God, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing. Guess what? You don't have to know what you're doing. God knows what he's doing. So you can trust in him to take that next step of obedience and that next step of faith. And as you experience it every step of the way, as you grow every step of the way, you begin to see his purposes. You begin to see his plan. He begins to tell you, all right, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And maybe you don't see the plan today, but can you trust God's purpose. Hebrews 12, 2 says that Jesus is the founder and perfecter of our faith. We may be able to understand this more in terms of a parent and a child. Imagine a mother teaching her daughter how to drive. Come on, parents in the room, you know that's a stressful experience. Kids in the room, you know that was a stressful experience. But can you imagine this play out? daughter's super nervous. It's a big deal driving a car for right of passage. It's also a huge responsibility. Daughter gets in the car, super nervous, puts the seatbelt on, and begins to drive. She's, she might be shaking a little bit. Do you remember that? You, you, you gas it really good because you haven't quite got the fuel yet, and you're jerking everybody around the room with your whiplash. Then you hit the brake really hard because, again, you haven't what that feels like yet, and it's like, mom's over there freaking out, what are you doing? Or at least that was my mom, I don't know how you're Stop! Oh, what are you doing? No, don't turn it. Oh, 
Can you imagine? Just shut it off, right? Can you, can you imagine what this daughter's doing? I don't want to drive. She probably would think it would be so much easier if, if mom, if you would just take me to all my practices. Right? If you would just, you would just take me wherever I need to go, mom, it would just, just be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you imagine mom saying, no? No, that's not how it's going to work. I'm not going to be your chauffeur for the rest of your life. <laughs> if I am, you're going to start dating like Uber. But no, no, that's not what's We're going to get this. We're going to figure this out. Get back in this car. <laughs> Mom begins to lead and guide her. All right, get your seatbelt on. Check your mirrors. You're just learning. I was doing this with Ann. Ansley got a scooter, a motorized scooter. I don't know what we were thinking. She's five, but they're resilient. She'll figure it out. But I'm walking along with her, and she's trying to get balanced. She's not getting another foot on the board. She's like, doing this. I'm like, what are you doing? Just ease into it. You don't have to take off right away. And I can imagine this mom is like, all right, ease and all right, all right, ease up on the pedal a little bit. There you go, now you're going. And this mom begins to lead and guide her along the way. Maybe she reminds her of, hey, you remember when I taught you how to ride a bike? Remember, remember we took the training wheels off and it was a little uneasy at first, but guess what? Hey, you got it, and you can get it. Your mom's encouraging her and building her up. Yeah. She's giving her daughter confidence to to start and, and to get safely out of the parking lot and out on the road and back in the parking lot again. And, and she instructs her daughter. She demonstrates good practice. She reminds her of all the steps. Corrects her when she starts to drift out of her lane. And soon the car's parked again. They get out sick and sound. Even more so, Jesus not only furnishes us with faith that we need, but he makes us sure we don't lose our faith keeps us following after him. He's the author, perfecter of our faith. You can trust in him today. I say all that to say you can trust in him today. Even if you don't understand the plan, even if you don't know the plan, understand that God has a purpose. You are that purpose. Jesus came. He was born. He lived and he died. He rose again for you. You are that purpose. You gotta change the plans. Remember Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purposes. Now you don't have to understand the plan to trust God's purpose. You may not understand the pain today, but guess what? There's purpose. You might not understand the why, but, but there is purpose, and it's to trust God. Everything is to turn our attention to Him. So in moments of stress, in moments of struggle, in moments of trial, in moments of confusion and doubt, don't run from God. Turn to Him even more. Don't turn to, to something or someone else to cope. Turn your eyes on Jesus today. Come on, don't give up on God. God's not going to give up on you. But give in to what He wants to do today. Come on, can you stand up in the other room today? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.